feisty, fearless, and fair, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. Blessed Memorial Day. Of course, this day is all about honoring those who gave all. And today, I was really emotional today. Um, Earlier on Cats and Cosby on 77 WABC, we had the honor to talk to Frank Siller. And I think about so much of what he gave, the fact of his brother, Stephen Siller, who died uh, running with tens of, you know, 60 pounds of gear on his back, a firefighter running towards the Twin Towers on 9-11 and who died on 9-11. And we talked with Frank about all the incredible work that his organization is doing to honor especially uh, our veterans in such an incredible and powerful way. Uh, One of the things he's doing is now helping homeless veterans And boy, is that a big issue because we've been talking so much about migrants and others who have been getting a lot of perks, courtesy of the American taxpayer. And it's nice to see our homeless veterans absolutely getting our due. They should be at the front of the line. They should not be second or third or at the back of the line. They should be at the front of the line. And it also made me think so much of what is going on with our U.S. military today. I mean, we sit and look, and so much of the speech that President Joe Biden gave at the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier today, and there were some very powerful words that came out of his mouth when he was speaking there at Arlington National Cemetery, a very somber and surreal and powerful place. Um, But then he also started talking about sort of equity and started talking about tolerance for one another. And it started sounding like a good old political stump speech to me. And I'm sorry, it just felt so wrong. There were started getting into sort of the woke and the equity lines and these lines that he typically does when he's giving sort of a political campaign speech. And I felt like he was kind of going into political campaign mode. And that is not what Memorial Day is about. I don't think we should be bringing in woke and these sort of issues of equality and all these other issues and talking about quotas and things like that on Memorial Day. Is there anybody out there that disagrees with me? I think Memorial Day should be honoring the greatest fighting force in the world and the unbelievable, unwavering dedication of those who have given all. What are your thoughts, everybody? It's one 833 Eight three three nine six nine four 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 seven is the special number to call today on this Memorial Day. What are your thoughts about our U.S. military? And do you think our U.S. military, with all the stuff that's been going on and this naval digital ambassador, remember the first digital ambassador for the Navy was a transgender individual, and they showed the guy talking in his uniform, and then turns around and does, like, drag queen stuff. And I thought, how is that inspiring anybody to join the Navy? How is that making the Navy what I think the primary responsibility should be to be the best fighting force in the world? 
I don't think it does anything to make us better and stronger. I think we need to stay laser focused and no problem with people. If they want to, whatever people want to do as adults, they can do. Uh, That's my feeling. I mean, people are allowed to do what they want to do. Just don't sort of force it on somebody else. And definitely don't force it on the U.S. military. How is that inspiring somebody to say, God, I want to go into the Navy because there's a digital ambassador who, on one hand, dresses like a guy and then turns around and dresses like a girl? If anything, I think it distracts the mission of the U.S. military, and I think that that is a serious, serious issue. And I think that weakens the military whenever there's any sort of distraction. It doesn't have to be something of sexuality. It could be whatever the case is. The military should be laser-focused on being the most brutal, vicious, strongest, feared military force in the world. And I think back today, I was tweeting out earlier today a picture of myself with a whole bunch of guys from Normandy. I had the honor of going to Normandy on the 75th anniversary. And to me, it was one of the most moving experiences of my life. And to be there on the beaches of Omaha and Utah. And you go to Omaha Beach. And if you, I know many of you have probably been there because you are so patriotic and you appreciate our military so much. But when I've gone on the beaches there, I couldn't believe the distance from the waterline to basically, you know, the, the, the berms that they had to get to, to. And they were just sitting there on the hill, the machine guns, the German machine guns just sitting there opening fire on our American troops as they were literally getting off the boat. Remember, they were getting hammered on the boat. As soon as the boat door opened, they were getting hammered. And then they get to the shoreline. They're getting hammered. There's also landmines there. There's machine gun fire. And you think about the guts and the courage of mostly teenage boys getting off those boats, those Higgin boats. And they are just running towards gunfire and praying that they make it. And I remember on the 75th anniversary, I had the honor of being with all these amazing guys who survived Normandy. And they were with me there. Um, and you'll see the picture. I hope you take a look on my Twitter feed, at Rita Cosby. I put a, an image of me standing with all these heroes from that time. It's from Normandy when I was there in Normandy. But those guys weren't thinking about quotas. Those guys weren't thinking about um, issues of equity. They weren't thinking of, you know, of a woke, all these other things. They weren't thinking of any of those things. And to me... Uh, It just seems like we are getting off course. And when we hear a lot of the military brass, I don't blame the war fighters, the military brass, so many of them are out there and they're testifying about the quotas and they're talking about how the military needs to be equitable. I'm sorry, but the military has one mission in mind. The military's mission is to conquer the bad guys. And there was a famous phrase that Patton uh, said that, The mission of the military, you know, uh, and basically is to stay alive, you know, and and to stay focused and to get the other guys and to make sure the enemy is the one who dies for their country, not our guys, not our gals. And, And that's what we need to stay laser focused on. And all this other woke stuff that's coming into play now in America, I think is just such a distraction. We see it on a corporate level today, Kohl's. 
uh, the beautiful, you know, store where you buy stuff and clothes and toys and all that other stuff. Now they're getting hammered because apparently they came up with some pride wear for babies. Pride wear for babies. Are you kidding me? And now the latest is also PetSmart. If you thought pride wear for babies was it, PetSmart, which is an animal store, primarily little doggies, but all pets, right? Now they've come up with pride wear for the owners and for their doggies. As if I'm sure dogs are thinking, God, if I could be a drag queen someday, I'm sure like a little baby puppy is that's what they're thinking. Is that what you think of when you go into a store? I mean, we have gone so off kilter. What is going on with us that the military is focused on all this stuff and now retailers are focused on all that stuff? Target, by the way, I'm sure you heard they lost $10 billion in basically their revenue. Think about that $10 billion stock value as a result of them putting pride wear in the front of their stores. And people were like, you know what? However you feel, that's okay, but don't put it in the front of the store. And family stores, what are you doing? It's 833-969-4447, 833-969-4447. And you are listening to The Rita Cosby Show. Let's go to Norm in Brooklyn online, too. Norm, your thoughts about this, my friend. What do you think? Brooklyn Memorial Day Parade. With Jacqueline, your caller who calls. Who oh, calls too. wait. So wait a minute. You two went. Did you go together? Or you both just happened to show up. No, we we met there. We met there. Beautiful. So let's so hear. Anyway, how was the how so, was the parade? By the way, two great patriots in the same place. I love that. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, there was a there was a lot there that made me feel good. Um, it was. Uh, originally, we went there because there was a flag raising by the Conservative Party of Brooklyn, and they they had a raising of a POW MIA flag uh, in a park near there, and um, there was all the politicians were there: Nicole Maliotakis, uh, uh, David Carr uh, from Staten Island, and, and uh, uh, Marty Golden. However, there were no Democrats. I mean, there was not a single Democrat to be seen. They they don't seem to care that much about Memorial Day, at least not in Brooklyn. Wow, that's a shame because obviously this should not be a political thing. This is an American thing. By the way, um, I want to give a shout out to uh, Nicole Maliotakis because I was talking with her earlier today and the congresswoman honored a 100-year-old World War II veteran and made sure that he got recognized. So I thought that was so so, so cool. Norm, thank you. You are terrific. And by the way, I'm glad uh, that you were out there and also Jacqueline, too, as well. How beautiful that you were out there honoring and recognizing, of course, all of our great veterans. And I know you understand. I feel like, Norm, you and Jacqueline and so many of you who call into the show, I think many of you feel that every day uh, should be Memorial Day. It certainly is um, in my home. Thank you so much, Norm. Let's go to BJ. Um, BJ, your thoughts, too, about also uh, has the military gone too woke that they can't be a fighting force? Well, this was warned. Uh, good Memorial Day. Happy Memorial Day to all of uh, your listeners, yourself, Rita. Thank you for having me on. We were warned about this, that we would be rotted from within. And uh, this uh, focus on wokeism, on gender, on sex change, 
on uh, inclusion, uh, on, on equity in versus uh, equality, uh, equity of uh, 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 of outcome instead of uh, opportunity. This is what we were warned about by many, uh, and I believe this is uh, uh, culture rot uh, at its height. You know, I have in my hand a letter from Dwight D. Eisenhower, that which is on the headquarters, uh, Supreme Headquarters of the Allied Expeditionary Force. This went to every soldier, sailor, airman of the Allied Expeditionary Force. And I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I'll say to you very quickly. It says, <clears throat> uh, in company with our brave allies and brothers in arms on other fronts, you will, be, <clears throat> you will bring about the destruction of the German war machine, the elimination of Nazi tyranny over the oppressed peoples of Europe, and security for ourselves in a free world. Your task will not be an easy one. Your enemy is well-trained, well-equipped, and battle-hardened. He will fight savagely. And he concludes it by saying, good luck. All, and let us, beseech all, let us all beseech the blessing of Almighty God upon this great and noble undertaking. Ronald Reagan said, we were un, one nation under God, or were one nation gone under. And these are the two things that uh, I see missing. I see a, a departure from God and family, and I also see that we, uh, it, it's what you have said, we have lost our mission. We have lost our way. Soldiers are trained to, to uh, accomplish the mission, uh, to kill in battle. That is the mission, to kill the enemy. And we're more concerned with the social experiment, and this is totally not what our focus should be. And um, I see this happening, and I also see uh, people not being wanting to be part of our armed services as a result of it, because they're going through too much of this political correctness and this poison. And uh, I think it's time for us to take stock and uh, to really ask ourselves, what type of country do we want to be? Do we want to be concerned with social experimentation? and go the, the way of the social ESG uh, crowd? Or do we want to focus and be the, 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 the wind-swept, God-blessed city that Reagan spoke of? I, I vote for the wind-blessed, God-blessed, God, uh, uh, God wind-swept city that Reagan spoke of when he said goodbye to us in 1988. Yeah, no, you, you are absolutely right. And how sad is that? I still see, you know, it's interesting, BJ, I am still optimistic uh, because there are people who want to serve and they're in it for the right reasons. Um, but it's no surprise, sadly, to me that we also see such a decline in recruitment um, across the board in all the different services. And I think this wokeism that, that's consuming, like you said, and it's distracting from the mission. It's losing our way, as you so eloquently, sadly said. But it's so right on, BJ. I think a lot of people, especially people who joined like after 9-11, who said, I want to serve. I want to defend our country, especially after 9-11 when we felt so incredibly invaded at that moment. A lot of those people are going, this isn't the military I signed up for. This PC stuff, all this other like quota and all this other, the wokeism and all that, it's turning them off, you know? And, and, and again, um, I've said this too on the air. I am such a big woman supporter, but I'm telling you in the foxhole, I want the biggest, baddest guy out there and I want that guy charging. And I don't want, I don't, you know, I don't want to say, oh, well, we have to have two women and we have to have, uh, you know, other people of other, you know, uh, different sexualities. I mean, none of that matters. 
The only thing that matters is destroying the enemy so they do not come back again. And they don't threaten, whether it's the homeland first and foremost and anybody else. Um, And I think we've got to get back to that mission or we're in a sad place. BJ, thank you very much. We're going to continue with your calls, everybody. 833-969-4447-833-969-4447 is the special number to call because it's Memorial Day. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Handling legal matters is stressful. So let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418-5000 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's frankbrunolaw.com. Frank Bruno. Bruno. He's your numero uno. And we are talking about our current military going way too woke. And somebody who talked about it today was Ron DeSantis. He was on Fox News earlier today. And remember, he's a former JAG officer, and this is what he had to say about our military as it is at this moment. Well, first, I think what we need to do as a veteran is recognize that our our military uh, has become politicized. Uh, You talk about gender ideology. You talk about things like global warming that they're somehow concerned, and that's not the military that I served in. We need to return our military uh, to focusing on uh, commitment, focusing on the core values and the core mission, that would be something that I could take care of on day one. Uh, There'll be a new sheriff in town as commander-in-chief, and I think you'll see recruiting start to get back to where it needs to be because people don't want to join a woke military, and I think it's been really, really problematic. Look, in terms of what's going on over in Eastern Europe, um, you know, I'd like to see a, a settlement of this. I do not want to see a wider war. I think it's completely unknowable what it will look like in January of 2025, uh, but I would not want to see the United States with our troops uh, get enmeshed uh, in a war in Russia or in Ukraine. And, uh, by the way, uh, speaking about Russia and Ukraine, uh, Russia has now put uh, U.S. Senator Lindsey Graham, who we've had here on the show, on a wanted list uh, because he was recently over there in Ukraine basically saying we got to support them at all costs and that we need to kick Russia out and make sure that Russia loses. Well, now Russia is put on sort of a top wanted list, and the top of the list is Senator Lindsey Graham. According to Putin, he doesn't like somebody speaking out against him. Well, we are talking about the military, and you just heard from Ron DeSantis saying people don't want to join a woke military. And I think he's right. I think people are fed up with all this woke ideology that is watering down our military. And you can see it in recruitment levels all over the place. By the way, also, um, new polls say that 62 percent say the military— has politicized too much, and it is hurting the confidence of our fighting force. And even today, uh, New York City Mayor Eric Adams in New York uh, came out and said that patriotism is lacking among young people. There is a sense that people don't feel invested in their country anymore and don't understand 
uh, basically what it means to be an American. And that is really a disheartening message. Boy, do we need to turn this around. uh, The number to call is 833-969-4447. 833-969-4447. Let's go to Jacqueline. Line three. Jacqueline, your thoughts. Hi, Rita. Um, You know, Norm and I thought that we might see you at the parade in Bay Ridge. Ah, I wish I was there. I was at a couple others today, but I wish I was there with you guys. It sounds like I missed a beautiful event. Yeah, it was very nice. Um, And as far as the military is concerned, you know, there was uh, another talk show host that is no longer on the air. He's got a podcast. And the first thing that he said years ago and again, I'm like you. I'm I'm all for girl power and women, um, but I don't think they sh- that women should be uh, put in situations where they have to fight. I mean, if they're if they're able to physically, fine. Exactly. But, uh, By the way, if they fit all the criteria, do it. But if they don't fit the criteria, yeah. don't do it. Right. But the you know something uh, that the other uh, person used to say is that they turned the uh, aircraft carriers into maternity wards. You know, when uh, they put women in the military. And to a certain extent, that's true. Now they've gone a step further and made it woke. But I understand uh, Silly Millie. He's on his way out, or is he already gone? He is on his way out, and boy, is he silly. He was at Arlington today, which was great because you got to pay your respects for sure. Uh, but other than that, he's pretty silly. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Rita Cosby Show. The Rita Cosby Show presents Back the Blue. And in tonight's Back the Blue segment, this comes from Hallowell, Maine, where police there are looking to identify, quote, a civilian hero who helped them rescue residents from a burning home last week. Police said they responded to a report of a fire just before 10 p.m. on Tuesday night, and they found two occupants trapped on the roof awaiting help. A police officer was among the first to arrive and immediately assisted a civilian who ran in to help. The civilian grabbed a ladder along with the officer, helped get the occupants to safety. Thankfully, no injuries were reported, and police there are now asking for anyone who knows the identity of this great civilian hero to contact the Hallowell police. They put that out on social media and also at the local TVs as well. Uh, The cause of the fire, by the way, remains under investigation. And also the police hope to locate the civilian hero to thank him in person and make sure he is appropriately recognized. How beautiful to show civilians and also law enforcement working together. And indeed, how amazing with a home on fire and thankfully no injuries whatsoever. That is extraordinary. And bravo to our great law enforcement. And of course, this civilian hero, whoever he or she may be. 
Well, we are talking about the military going woke, and it's a sad testament. Here we are, Memorial Day, honoring those who gave all, sacrificing for our freedom, and those who fought with all their might and all their courage. And you think about how many different wars America has gone through and been a part of. Um, of course, the greatest generation, World War II. Think about, obviously, World War I, uh, Korea. Vietnam, uh, Iraq, uh, of course, Afghanistan, and the list goes on and on and on. There are so many different battles that you can think of. By the way, my buddy, Tony Orlando, I want to give a shout out because he always does such amazing work on Memorial Day. And usually what he always does, and this is really beautiful, um, he does a free show. He often does a number of free shows on Memorial Day on uh, Branson, Missouri, where he lives. And at the big theater there, and he has people stand up. He's like, okay, if you were part of World War II, stand up. And the crowd goes crazy. And if you were part, you know, of uh, Korea, if you were part of Vietnam, if you were part of Iraq, Afghanistan, stand up. If you were part of other battles, stand up. It's really amazing to see. And at the end, after everyone has said that, there's probably maybe one or two people sitting uh, because the whole place is full of veterans and also their families. And he recognizes their families, too, as well, because families also serve and certainly go through unbelievable loss and unbelievable courage they have to endure uh, when their loved one goes off to fight. So we just want to say thank you to all the great military families. You know how much I love and how much I appreciate you every single day, not just on Memorial Day. Well, today, President Joe Biden was at Arlington National Cemetery, and he was speaking there at the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier And then he started to kind of get a little political. Listen to sort of the way he was phrasing things. Take a listen. This is the president earlier today. On this day, we come together again to reflect, to remember, but above all, to recommit to the future our fallen heroes fought for. That generation of service members who died for a future grounded in freedom democracy, equality, tolerance, opportunity, and yes, justice. We use those words all the time. We've seen of late here and around the world that they have to continually be fought for. Not just for some, but for all. This is more important than just our system of government. It's the very soul of America, a soul that was forged by our nation's first patriots, a soul that triumphed over trials and testing less than a century later, a soul that endured because of the sacrifice of generations and generations of the service members ever since. And, you know, getting into the tolerance, obviously, it's important that we're tolerant, yes. But to start talking about all these issues of tolerance and equity and all that, is this the day to be doing that? This is Memorial Day. This is not a campaign stump speech, Mr. President. And then he went on. Take a listen. Here's a little bit more of what he had to say. Today, we must ask ourselves, what can we do? What must we do to pull the vision for which they lived and which they died? Today... It's on all of us, all of us, to ensure that sacrifice was not in vain. 
to keep working toward a more perfect union, one where all women and all men are created equal. We're the only nation in the world built on an idea. Every other nation is formed based on things like geography, ethnicity, religion. We're the only nation in the world built on an idea that we are all created equal. We haven't always lived up to it, but we've never walked away from it. And here is what Ty McCoy has to say about what he feels is sort of these vocal, vocal, wokeisms coming in to the military. He's the former assistant secretary of the U.S. Air Force, and he says all this sort of PC stuff, getting into racial issues, uh, sexual issues, all these things. He says, "Listen, the U.S. military is probably the great equalizer." I mean, especially if you look at the U.S. military today, my goodness, uh, there are so many people of all stripes uh, that are there fighting for America because they're just great Americans. They love our country and they want to give back or they come from a family of service. I mean, there's so many reasons why people join the military. And he said getting into the drag queens and the quotas, all that stuff, he said that's not what this is about. And he says it is diminishing the value and the strength of our military, and that is dangerous. Not even just something to take light of. It is putting us in a position, he believes, of weakness at a time where we're worried about Russia, where we're worried about China, where we are worried about so many geopolitical threats. Think about even our open border and who may already be here in the homeland because of our wide open border. There are so many issues going on that we have to keep our military laser-focused. There cannot be any distractions. And he says all this PC stuff is killing our military. Listen to what Ty McCoy had to say. The activities that have been going on with the denigration uh, of the military, the demonization of uh, many aspects of uh, our society, uh, and the uh, the founders and the values, the faith and the like, Uh, That discourages uh, people who are willing to potentially serve in the military and sacrifice their lives. And so they're wondering if everything is so bad about the country and so bad about uh, what we've perfected in our union, then they doubt whether it's worth serving. And that is a good way to end up with a military that is understaffed and is unready and unwilling to fight. And that's a very dangerous thing. That is a very dangerous thing. That is an incredibly dangerous thing. And we have to have our military willing to fight, willing to die for our country, willing to be laser focused and not thinking, well, you know what? How many, uh, you know, transgenders do we have in the military? Or are we being PC enough? None of that should matter. The military needs to be mission oriented and that's it. This new poll that just came out today, this is really disheartening, too, is that essentially 13 percent of Americans surveyed in this poll said they are extremely or very willing to serve. Think about that. 13 million, 13 percent, if asked, would you serve, said they are extremely or very willing to serve. That means 87 percent are heck no. And that's not a good thing. We have to have a lot of people dedicated who said, if called, I am ready, that this is still the greatest country in the world. 
and the superior fighting force in the world. And we got to keep it up that way. We cannot acquiesce and we cannot surrender. And we got to have a military that doesn't acquiesce and doesn't surrender from the top down. Uh, Because I believe there are so many great men and women in the military that have their heart into fighting and dying and dedicated to this country. And in their honor, we have to make sure that it stays up to that high standard and that there's no corners cut. Um, Just as Jacqueline, who was just calling and saying, and, and I believe this too. I think, listen, if women, if whoever, if the standard, if they can meet the standard to be great warriors, it doesn't matter if they're men, women, does not matter. But they have to fit the standards. You can't cut corners just to fill quotas, whether it's women or to have transgender, whatever it is. You have to make sure that they are just the best butt kickers in the planet. That is the most important thing. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to another Jacqueline we've got here in Queens. Go ahead, Jacqueline, your thoughts. Um, Yes, um, we give um, one day to honor the military, but we give a whole month for a Black Lives Matter. And I want to talk about the meaning of words. Thanksgiving, the true meaning is giving thanks. What it does not mean is stealing the flesh of another species and eating it. You're talking about turkeys, right? Is that what you're talking about here? Yes. I'm talking can, about can we the just can, of words. Can, okay, so can we just stay focused on Memorial Day? What do you think? You know, your point's an interesting one. Um, and 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 by the way, I'm an animal lover, so I so I I, I hear what you're what you're saying. Um, but let's just stay focused on the Memorial Day. Your your point about that we do just have one day for Memorial Day um, and honoring those who have given all. Um, and our veterans who have given all. Obviously, there are other days. There's Veterans Day uh, for those who are still with us. Um, but you're right to give those who've truly given the ultimate sacrifice. I think every day should be Memorial Day, um, not just one day. Um, but your point is actually a very good one that like, you know, with Black Lives Matter or uh, Pride Month, for example, Pride Month's a whole month. Um, Women's History Month's a whole month. Um, why not have you know, uh, Memorial Day, make it a Memorial Month. Um, I actually think that there are certainly enough people to honor many, many more than we could ever fit even in a month, for sure. Um, There are so many millions who have lost their lives in the freedom for this country that I think um, we should have much more time honoring them and dedicating our time to them. So I think that's a great point. Jacqueline, thank you very, very much. Let's go to Tony. Line four. Tony, your thoughts. Hi, Rita. Listen, this, I have two thoughts. Number one, the president spoke as if the military uh, in the past. In other words, these are the stones. These represent the people. It doesn't get easier every day. There was no warmth in his voice. His voice was the same as it always is on any occasion. It wasn't coming from a man who really grieved. Remember, he was the man who, when we lost the soldiers in Afghanistan that died because of his exit, he was looking at his watch. So that always hurts my feelings. And I think he sees the military as a thing of the past. And his work agenda is there to sort of do like they said, to sort of to sort of denigrate it, to ruin it, 
to break it down and now no one wants to join. I do want to tell you my last point is that that I was in the military. And, you know, when I went in as a woman, it was peacetime. And you you had to want to cry. <laughs> you had to conform. And you had to, you had to do everything to be part of the military. And when I say what they're doing to make it a joke, they're doing Oh, Tony. No, Tony, we feel your pain. Yeah, because you just said you talked about, um, I heard what you were saying, um, just how you had to do everything to conform, to fit the standard. Yes. And what it, does it, yes. it breaks your heart to see where we are now? I'm sorry to break up, but it breaks my heart because they're trying to denigrate it and they're talking about the military like it's a thing of the past because the wokes don't want it. So God bless you guys today. I'm just really upset about how he spoke. You know what? It, it you know what, Tony? It really bothered me too when I heard him kind of get into this. I, I used a political stump speech. It felt like I and I think you were right, Tony. And by the way, um, thank you too for your service. Um I never knew I know you've called before and we love hearing from you. Tony, where did you serve? Tell me where and you said in peacetime, but what branch were you in? What service? So I served um Right after Vietnam, and I was in Germany for two years, and I was in a telecommunication center because they match you to what you can do. And obviously, they didn't see me as the combat fighter, but I served in a telecommunication center, and I loved it because I got to meet people from all over the country who I never met before, all different colors. There's so much variety in the military, but yet you're all focused on doing your job. So to, so to see them make a joke, a woke joke out of a military really breaks me up. Yeah, me too. Me too. I mean, Tony, you know how much the military means to me. My father was rescued by the U.S. military. So, you know, yeah. um, you know, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for the courage of the American military who guided my father and brought him to freedom. And when my father saw young troops on the other side of the river um, in Germany, he thought it was a mirage. And they were saying to him, you're free, you're free. And my father could only say thank you. My father's Polish, as many of you know. And, um, you know, there wasn't a, my dad's no longer with us, but there wasn't a day that my dad uh, was alive that he didn't kiss the ground of America and appreciate the U.S. military. I grew up in a home, Tony, when when there was parades or if there was a U.S. military person, my dad would like salute them and and was always so proud of the U.S. military. I mean, he treated them like they were gold. Um, and, and that was the home that I grew up in and the appreciation that I saw as a young child and the values that I was taught. So I do believe there are still so many people across this country that have it. But it breaks my heart, too, when I see some of the brass and the sort of new quotas and these new messages that I do think are degrading our military and the great military that you so proudly were a part of. Well, Tony... I have loved you. I love when you call all the time, and now I love you even more now that I've heard your incredible background. And and thank you. We are thinking of you and, of course, everybody on this Memorial Day. Tony, thank you for calling us. We love you, and thank you for your service, Tony, so, so much. We're going to continue with your calls, everybody, after the break. 833-969-4447. 833-969-4447 is the number to call on this Memorial Day. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network.
everybody, by the way, in the next hour, we're going to talk about some big developments in the case of the Marine Daniel Penny. Uh, now it looks like he will be civilly sued by the homeless man's family, the man who put in a chokehold, Jordan Neely. His family plans to civilly sue the Marine. Do they have a case? Also, Lulu Lemon employees get fired after chasing robbers out of a store and then they call 911. Uh, so you would think, wow, they did a great job. Uh, 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 they got fired. Take a listen to one of the fired Lululemon employees describing what happened to them. Clear a pathway. At least this is like what is like posted is like clear a pathway and don't interact. Like let them take what they want. Let them take what they have and do not make contact with them at all. And instead, they chased the robbers away, called 911, and they got fired for interacting with the robber to try to thwart the robbers. How is that justice? We're going to take your calls on that, everybody. 833-969-4447. 833-969-4447. Uh, let's go to Larry. Line two. Larry, your thoughts. Yeah, hi, Rita. You know, about the military, my thoughts are, you know, when, this, when we were fighting ISIS, um, I think it might have been under George Bush, uh, my thoughts were, I saw how tough they were. You know, these guys, they, they, they were brutal, and I saw how they trained also. And I said to myself, we got the guys that could take these guys out, okay? We got guys in the middle of the country. You ever see a guy that's built like Schwarzenegger without ever touching a weight? That's the kind of guys we got, okay? But, and... Uh, Fast forward to, to the present when uh, we couldn't even stand up to the Taliban. I mean, I, I'm just I'm worried that the military has already changed, and that's why we ran out, out of Afghanistan. And now, the person I believe who wanted to downgrade the military, who didn't like those tough fighters against ISIS that we had, was Barack Obama. And the, the reason I say that is because he appointed as a joint chief of staff, he, I believe he appointed a guy that, that might have been gay. He was an admiral, and admirals usually do not take that position because it is not the toughest branch of the military. But what is that? But, Larry, see, I see, and I don't really care what somebody's sexuality is as long as they are not becoming a distraction one way or the other where it's male male female uh you know gay any of that stuff none of that i think as long as they're capable and great at their job that's all that matters and i think we've become to where it's quotas and i do think by the way uh speaking of obama remember he called uh what did he call isis the jv squad boy was that a mistake um you know uh but you're right we are going way too woke This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Cosby show we are talking about sadly 
crime in America and how dangerous things are. Later on in the hour, we're going to talk about some new developments that are happening in the Jordan Neely case. Uh, the family now saying that they will civilly sue the Marine, Daniel Penny, saying that he is responsible for their son's death. So we're going to talk about that and the repercussions and also the standards. Remember, for a civil case, it is a lower standard. Uh, the OJ case, for example, remember, he got off in the criminal case. God knows how that happened. That was, boy, was that a screwy Jew, uh, you know, jury when you think about that one. Oh, my God. What? Who jury? Uh, he didn't do it, right? All right. Anyway, but despite the results of that jury in the criminal case, uh, in the civil case, remember, they did go after him in the civil case. So it's a different standard. Um, and we'll talk about that. We'll also talk the fact that it looks like Daniel Penny will probably testify before the grand jury. Um, and he will probably testify on his own behalf. And we're going to get into that, too, because I think, actually, um, it is very important for Daniel Penny, the Marine, to testify in his own defense before the grand jury. You run the risk because if he says something potentially there before the grand jury, um, he could certainly get into trouble. It could open him up to other legal avenues. His attorney um, cannot intervene and basically interject um, where they could, obviously, in other legal proceedings. But before a grand jury, the attorney cannot do that. So it does make the person more vulnerable because they're going in before the grand jury. They could ask anything. And again, who knows what that person could say. However, if you believe 100% what you did was appropriate, given the circumstances, you believe that it was in self-defense, I actually think he has nothing to lose. I think by going before the grand jury, that is a really smart statement, and it's a really powerful statement, because the jury, it's not a question of was he there. He's clearly there. He was on the videotape. He's doing the chokehold to Jordan Neely. We all see it on the subway. His defense is it was self-defense, that he was trying to defend other people on the train. And so if he's going to make a case that he was doing it to protect others, he needs to say what was going on in his mind. He needs to say this is what other eyewitnesses saw. This is what he was thinking. This is what he heard. This is why he felt he needed to act. And if the grand jury truly is a jury of his peers and is a jury of others who've taken the subway in New York, they know how scary a New York City subway is. And that very much could work in his favor. And maybe they may not come back with an indictment. Maybe they would get rid of it, which in legal terms is a no true bill. Maybe they could come back and say, no case. You know what? We will not go forward with it. And then Alvin Bragg, the DA, can say for political reasons to appease to his base uh, that he filed the complaint. He filed the charges and the jury came back with no true bill. And then he could just drop it. He could also go before another grand jury down the road. But I think it could actually very much help the Marine. And I think why drag yourself through a long trial and just what is going to be a very difficult, long process if you can avert it, if you can go in and you appeal to these jurors, those jurors that were actually on 
you know, on a New York City subway, probably at some point, certainly have seen the headlines, as we all have. And they certainly know how dangerous the streets and the subways are of New York. And they know that there are many homeless people that are on drugs, that have mental illness. Uh, They've seen it. Every single person in America has seen either on video or seen them walking down the street or on the subway right next to them. I actually think he could make a very compelling case and describes what was going on through his mind. And maybe it would kibosh the process right then and there. So I think it's a smart move in this case for him to go before the grand jury and make his case. He doesn't seem to be wavering on his story. He seems to be very confident on his story. And since that's the case, that he's standing by, that it was self-defense, and he doesn't seem to waver or waffle on it, then go before the grand jury and make your case to New Yorkers who probably know that it is downright dangerous and downright scary every single day on a New York City subway and can relate to probably what Daniel Penny was thinking at that moment. That's my word of advice to Daniel Penny. We're going to talk about that later on in the hour. Meantime, we are talking about the case of Lulu Lemon. And the Lulu Lemon case is an interesting one um, because in this case, These two employees um, were coming forward, and they were actually let go. This is an amazing story and another sign of crime in America. This happened at the Atlanta, Georgia store. And what happened was this assistant manager, her name is Jennifer Ferguson, and she was working at the store. Suddenly, these robbers come into the store And these were people who had apparently robbed the store in the past. And she and another one of her employees, uh, Rachel Rogers, uh, decided to take matters into their own hands. They were fed up with these people robbing and breaking into the store and taking tons of merchandise. Lululemon stuff isn't cheap. It's pretty expensive stuff. And it's like, you know, a lot of like workout clothes and other clothes, but it's fairly expensive stuff. So they were taking thousands of dollars of stuff. And they were like, whoa, no, 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 Ferguson said to the robber. She said, no, 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 you can march back out. And she could be heard telling the thieves to just get the heck out of the store. The thieves had reportedly looted multiple times in previous locations, including that one of Lululemon. And at one point in the video, they even seemed to pause and kind of listen to her demand. And then she said, seriously, get out. And then they started swearing at her and grabbing things and robbing. Well, the two employees then start recording the thieves and they exit the store uh, and see them entering a waiting car to escape. Now, Ferguson and Robert and Rogers make no effort to physically prevent them from stealing the items or leaving the store, but they try to get them out as soon as possible. Clearly, they were trying to protect the store. And then as soon as they left... They called the police. Sounds like, wow, these are great employees who cared about the store. They were protecting the store, trying to do whatever they can. Here is one of the employees who now has been fired. Listen to this. Then they're just full-blown, like, running circles around you, grabbing as much as they can. And it's a scary feeling, and you don't know how to react. So our reaction was just to scream, no, get out, leave. Just get out and just leave. So that's what they said. And then they also said that 
these guys have been back a number of times. So listen to that. I've experienced it probably five or six times. I know it's happened on other occasions when other people were working. And it's so bad. These guys make a business of it. Listen to this as well. I think it is a lot bigger scheme because the product that is stolen is brought back in by other people to try to return and get money back for. So they actually go back and they actually sell the merchandise. I mean, how crazy is that? That they are so good at robbing things, they rob them, and what, they come back with like a wig on or something like that? I mean, it is just so, so crazy and so nutty and just so obscene that that just shows what a revolving, revolving door it is of the entire, entire process. And that they just come back, they take it, and then they come back and make money on it. Uh, it, It's like they're fed up. So bravo to this assistant manager and bravo also to her employee. And yet, what happens to them? So they call 911, and then guess what happens? They get fired. They get fired. Why? They didn't do anything other than try to protect the store and then call 911. Well, listen to why they get fired, according to one of the employees. Take a listen to this. Clear a pathway. At least this is like what is like posted is like clear a pathway and don't interact. Like let them take what they want. Let them take what they have and do not make contact with them at all. Do not make contact. Do not do anything. Just sit back and let them rob the store and don't do anything. And then the fired employees went even further. This is stunning. And this is just a sign of the times of how bad crime is in America. They said they were also not supposed to call the police. That after a store is robbed, the policy, they say at Lululemon, is after it's over, you can scan a QR code if you can figure out what they robbed, right? Uh, the guy had like, you see the video, it's like, uh, it looked like the summer of love. Remember when they were going through uh, Macy's? Here, let me fill up the cart. So, I mean, what? They're supposed to figure out the QR code, right? And then that's that. They were told, they say, don't put it in any notes because this might scare other people. We're not supposed to call the police. We're not supposed to even talk about it. So pretend like it didn't even happen, like that's going to really fight crime. That crime is so bad, you're not supposed to intervene. You're not supposed to put a note about it. You're supposed to just kind of walk along and not worry about it. And you are not supposed to notify the authorities about it, not supposed to stop it, not supposed to tell them to get out. These employees deserve a medal. And yet they got fired because it's, quote, against Lululemon policy. What is your reaction to this? What a sad sign of the times. One 4447 1-833-969-4447. Let's go to Phil. Line two. Phil, your thoughts. Bless you, Phil. Phil, are you sneezing? are Are you sneezing? No, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, Phil, call back. You're breaking up. Give us a give us a call back. You're breaking up, my friend. Give us a call back. Let's go to Ryan. Line four. Ryan, your thoughts. Yes. How are you doing? We're good, Ryan. What I do you think? Crazy. This is crazy. What this world's coming out to be. It is. Isn't this insane? Those employees. Those employees. 
yeah, it is very insane. I, I think this woke corporation bullshit <laughs> needs to hit the roads and it needs to pound the sand somewhere else. But it's not doing good in our, it's not doing justice in our country. Yeah, you know what? It is, it is outrageous. By the way, Ryan, it is a sad testament that that's the employee guidance, that that is what they are supposed to do. Don't call the police. Scan a QR code. Don't put any notes. What are they worried about, like insurance going up? I mean, you know, sadly, if this is the case, first of all, they need to be, you know, there needs to be more protection for these businesses. And if it's become such a business that people actually come in and are trying to pretend like they can sell it all over again, you know, that they buy the get the merchandise, they steal it, and then they go and say, oh, we're just returning it. Oh, I don't have a receipt. Oh, I can't find it. And then they want the cash out of it that they think it, these people are such suckers. I mean, imagine you work at the store. These are model employees. They deserve a gold medal not being fired, Ryan. What do you think? Correct. Uh, promotion. <laughs> yeah. No, these Ryan, are the kind so of people you want in the store event. that they care enough, yeah. you know? I mean, that's, Those that is the, the thing. you want leading that store. Yes. I agree. They uh, should, they should be the supervisor. They should be the regional supervisors. Yes. Happy Memorial Day to you and everybody out there that are ex-military and current military. But our military definitely needs help. Yes, boy, it sure does. And uh, and we're talking about woke policies. Obviously, Lululemon seems to be a little bit woke, too. Uh, but, you know, Ryan, you're absolutely right. Our, our, we have the best fighting force. And today is a day to remember those who gave all. And we must honor them every single day and, and be a country worthy of their service. Um, Ryan, thank you very, very much, and, and appreciate the message. It is so important that we remember our great fighting men and women. Uh, we're going to continue with your calls, everybody, after the break. one 969 is the number to call. Can you believe Lululemon is a bunch of loony toonies that they would fire? These two employees, they should be in the executives. These, these are the model employees, the kind of employees you want. They rush after, said, no, 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 you're not going to steal from us again. And then they get the boot. How dare they? How many other employees do you believe are like this, too, in terms of businesses? How great is this to have an employee who cares that much? And how sad it is to have a business that says, oh, well, you called the police and you also told the people not to rob. Uh, What? You're supposed to say, keep going. You're doing a great job. 833-969-4447. And we'll continue your calls after the break, everybody. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. And we are talking about the fact that these Lululemon store employees got fired. After chasing robbers out of the store, give them a medal. Don't fire them. The number to call is 833-969-4447. And you're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. Let's go to Judith. Line two. Judith, your thoughts about this. Hi, I'm cracking up. I want you to know Lululemon. So it stands for like Lulu, like lunatics and Lulu losers. Because they're not going to last very long because they stand for Lulu looters. Like, hello. Everybody <laughs> come in and steal from us. Right, right. Crazy. That's you know, great. By the way, Judith, you got some good lines there tonight. You're right. 
Well, it just hit me. Lulu, Lulu. So it's Lulu losers, Lulu looters, Lulu. They're all, they're all, this is craziness. But listen, Rita, this other guy, this Marine, I would like to see him counter sue this caring family, okay? I want him to counter sue them and find out where they were to allow this whatever, this the, uh, O'Neilly, to run around and do all the stuff he did and was unmedicated and blah, 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 and let him counter sue Thrive, de Blasio Thrive. What happened to their, What happened to them over there? Taking care of, of mentally ill and homeless, and whatever, and anyone else that's responsible. I'd like him to counter sue. Yeah, really. that would be interesting to say that uh, they let him down, and how could this person be out on the streets forty-two plus times? I mean, um, and in fact, I mean, you know, the background, you know, Judith of the guy is it's a it's amazing. I mean, it's a seven-year-old apparently. Uh, tried to kidnap a seven-year-old, assaulted a 66-year-old, um, and then even witnesses said, I'm going to kill a mother blank uh, on the subway is what they say that they heard him say. I mean, I think I think Neely's, um, you know, what, what hurts him, obviously, not only obviously his tracker, he's got a history, but the eyewitnesses that were there that day, Daniel Penny is a whole bunch of strangers who happened to be on the train so far, what I've heard, uh, they make the case for him, but I think he should testify too. I think I think it would serve him to go before the grand jury. What do you think? Well, you know what? It is risky, but I think in his heart of hearts, he has nothing to hide. I think he has purely was there. He jumped in. He helped out the two other people. He really just wanted to control the situation. I, you know, he could have killed him in a second if he wanted to. He could have snapped his neck in two seconds flat. Yep. And then also, by the way, after. What happened, he thought he had just passed out, Jordan Neely, and then he puts him in this recovery position. He could say, look, he was telling people to call the police. That doesn't sound like somebody who was out to kill somebody. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. The Rita Cosby Show presents Support Our Heroes. And in tonight's Support Our Hero segment, where we love honoring the military and their families again, we honor all those who have paid the ultimate sacrifice on this Memorial Day. And we are blessed to have heroes who gave all for freedom, not just for our country, but around the world. We love and appreciate you and think of you every single day and also honor your families, too, as well. Well, tonight on our Support Our Heroes segment, which I love doing every night here on the show, I think it is so important that we recognize our military, a powerful story. This one coming from Shelby, North Carolina, where eight military veterans from Shelby's Terra Bella Senior Living Community recently took to the skies from the Cleveland County Regional Airport. The event was thanks to an organization, a nonprofit one called Dream Flights, that takes veterans on 20-minute flights in a restored 1940 Stearman Boeing open cockpit biplane. It's the very same aircraft used to train aviators during World War II. And the pilot volunteers their time and are often military veterans themselves. Dream Flight's mission is giving back to those who gave, says the founder of Dream Flight's Daryl Fisher says the dream flight experience is life-changing for seniors, adding that when a 90- or 100-year-old climbs into an open cockpit biplane and soars 1,000 feet in the air, 
They're feeling decades younger once they are back on the ground. Dream Flights has now given flights to over 6,000 veterans from 47 different states. More than 1,500 of those veterans served in World War II, with the oldest one being 104 at the time of the flight. How great is that? Uh, By the way, according to the Veterans of Foreign Wars, the VFW, of the 16 million men and women who served in World War II, fewer than 100,000 were still living in 2021. And in 2023, the youngest World War II veteran will be 97 years old. So it is certainly important to honor members of the greatest generation, those who are still living among us, the heroes among us. And I love honoring all of you who have served and your families every night here on The Rita Cosby Show. Well, we're talking about this crazy instance of Lululemon, where these employees who actually chased out robbers who have been repeat offenders, who kept coming back and back and back. Well, they got in trouble for chasing out the robbers, and they got in trouble for calling the police because company policy is don't chase the robbers. Let them take everything. Nothing to worry about. Don't report anything and don't put anything in the notes. Why do you think a company would have that kind of ludicrous policy? Uh, I loved, uh, I think it was Judith who just called, who called them lunatics at Lululemon and called them losers because of the way that they're handling looters at Lululemon. I mean, are you kidding me? You can't make this up. And this also comes at a time where it looks like uh, that the Marine, in the case of what happened on the subway as we're talking about crime, that it looks like he will probably testify before the grand jury. Now, let's take you back a little bit, because if you listen to the family of Jordan Neely, they have been blasting the Marine left and right. And in fact, in the last few days, they have done the initial filing to indicate that they are planning to sue the Marine civilly. So do they have a case? Is this like the world is upside down that here he says he was there to protect and serve and they're going to go after him civilly? Do they have a case? And what do you think about the workers who were fired? Do they have a case? What are your thoughts, everybody? The number to call is 833-969-4447, 833-969-4447. And you're listening to The Rita Cosby Show here on Memorial Day. Uh, let's go to Stan, line one. Stan, your thoughts, my friend. Happy holiday to all our patriots. And our citizens. And Thank you. It is such an important, important day. Exactly. Yes. Anyway, but uh, uh, as far as, first of all, one, those women, they got a case. They're going to make money. They'll settle out of court. They'll give them plenty of money, and they won't have to go to work for them. They'll start their own business or whatever it is. No, they'll get settlements, you know, those two women. They deserve a settlement, and I think the uh, pressure will be enough where the company will settle out of court with them. I don't even think it'll go to court. They'll give them money and so forth. I can't see them not getting money. I mean, it's so lunacy. It's a Twilight Zone episode. It's crazy. Although, you know, but, you, want- but you know what's interesting, Stan, is that the company is standing by its policy. They're saying this is the policy. They even repeated it, too, because a lot of people with common sense, like you and me, would go, uh, wait a minute, this doesn't make sense. These, You heard what I said. Give them an award. They should get a promotion not a firing, but they're standing by what they said. The company bosses are saying, this is our policy, and they broke policy. I mean, give me a break. I know, I know. 
Uh, they'll settle that at court. But I want to talk about uh, quickly the president's speech. It was, I thought, very good, excellent, patriotic, and so forth. Look, everybody who serves in the military, American Indians have served in the, the military, uh, Italians, Jews, uh, men, women. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. Everybody has served. And uh, his speech was exactly right. Many gay people, men and women, have served for over 80 to 90 years. Absolutely. In the and have kept, kept their mouth quiet. Of course, remember the Clinton policy. Don't talk, don't tell. Yeah, don't so, ask, don't tell. Right. So the point is uh, they've served honorably, and we must remember that and so forth. The other thing I want to mention, the passing of George Maharis. Uh, from Route 66, 94, served in the Marines for six years, was a homosexual. Came to the Marines, served honorably in the 1960s before he got to uh, become the actor that he was. And then, of course, his successes happened, and then he was in uh, Route 66. But served in the Marines, absolutely honorably and so forth. He passed away at 94 in Los Angeles. I hope the military, you're allowed to have a military funeral if you want, or people there. I hope he is honored, at least in that regard. He was a good actor, and he was a patriot. And Absolutely. By the way, Absolutely. by the way, Nan, uh, Stan, all of these things are important. Nancy, you're, you're, you are 1,000, <laughs> sorry, these, but, but it's one, you're 1,000% right that all these people deserve. My point is not a question of of um you know of of diminishing their service they all deserve to be honored i just think when you get into quotas or you get into lowering standards and i even say that about women i'm a huge woman supporter obviously i you know i'm the first one to say you know give women a chance at, at certain things for sure but in in warfare you want the most capable person you don't want to say well we have x amount of people because we needed a quota of xx we needed six women and the rest of them are guys, but we're going to all send you into battle. I want the best people because that's one of those places where it's the best. It's like a doctor. You know, I don't want to, I don't want to work at a, I, I don't think if I'm about to be operated on, uh, you know, I want it. My question isn't, uh, did we fit the quota? My question is, does he know how to do surgery? The kind of surgery we're about to do. I mean, there's certain professions where skill is really the criteria. And, and it should be colorblind, it should be sex-blind, all of that. It should just be who can do the job, and whoever fits it, that's who should do it. You get the Rita, final word, Stan. Rita, select, uh, what I think is going to happen, if the numbers are not huge in people joining, the, re, the uh, reunification or the restructuring of the selective service will begin again. Selective service was the system where private citizens who uh, – Ran the selective, allowed people who wanted to go into the service, and you would go before the selective service. I think that has to be reactivated. If the numbers get less in the military, I don't know how that, what they are now, but if they start to get less, and what you commented on, people will not join the military, then the government and either administration, Republican, would reinstitute the selective service. I wouldn't want to see it. We would hope people would join on their own, but if that happens, it can be brought back relatively easy. That's a point. And by the way, I think that people need to feel invested in this country um, and care about this country. I mean, you look at countries like Israel, uh, where everybody has to do mandatory service. If they can't do the military, then they do some other sort of governmental service um, for, you know, two years, typically, is what it is in Israel. And and everybody feels invested in the country. Everybody feels invested in protecting the homeland. Uh, we have to come up with some way 
that people feel like caring. I'm, I'm all for like people finding ways to serve. Like, you know, maybe there should be, even if it's a few months of something, so they feel like they care about the homeland. And part of it is maybe we get less woke so people don't get turned away from the military too, Stan. I mean, that's a whole other point too. Stan, thank you very, very much. Uh, let's go to Robert, line two. Robert, uh, we're talking about the uh, the Lululemon, too, and also Daniel Penny. Go ahead. Hi, Rita. I finally got through. Yeah, go uh, ahead, Robert. Um, You're here real yeah, quick. Go ahead, Robert. Yes, Lululemon. Not only are they crime victims, they're also witnesses. This is, this is witness intimidation. Uh, these employees should... One lawyer up and sue, and two, file criminal charges at the DA's office against them, against corporate. Get somebody arrested who fired them. I agree. I agree. But but you know what's interesting, Robert? Again, if you look at the corporate book, the corporate policy book says uh, that they were in the wrong, that the policy is don't do anything, don't interact with the employee, run a QR code, don't put a note. And also the other part of the, the policy is don't call police. I mean, that that's a pretty scary place to be. Like who wants to work for Lululemon? If you if you're supposed to stand back, let them rob and loot the place. They've and by the way, by announcing that, they've just put out the word, hey everybody. Uh, come rob Lululemon. I mean, obviously, you don't want that to happen to any store. But when you send a message that that's your policy, it puts the employees and employees who care, but you're just supposed to stand back and do nothing and not call the police, not do anything. Anybody of good conscience wants to, uh, at minimum, call the police. And and by the way, they got the guys. They arrested the guys. Uh, but it sounds like uh, the employees are getting almost a harsher penalty than the guys. I mean, what a ludicrous, crazy world we live in. Robert, thank you very much. Let's go to Phil. Line four. Phil, your thoughts. Yeah, can you hear me now? Yep, I hear you. Go ahead, my friend. Thank you. Okay. I'm sorry before I sneezed real bad, dropped the phone. Okay, I, I heard you sneeze. We said God bless you, my friend. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Oh, wow. With this Lululemon thing, listen, listen, if this is their corporate policy, let them go bankrupt, let them lose their money, let their insurance company cut off, cut off insuring them, because any insurance policy has a claim that the store has to take action. Let these people go get a better job someplace else. They won't follow them. They might want to take a lawsuit, but they won't get much. They probably get some severance pay. More importantly, this thing with Neely and with, with Penny, you know what's intriguing about this? Every, every year or so, we get this, this poor African-American soul who's got a criminal record. And we've got George Floyd. Guy's got a record. He's, selling, he's passing counterfeit money. He's a high on drugs. He had fentanyl in the system. And they claim the cop killed him. Okay, what happens? Bango. The family gets rich, $27 million. They sued before the verdict came in, incidentally, which is the same thing they're trying to do now. And the courts, I don't know if the New York courts will stand for it, but with, with Neely's family suing, and, and this guy should have been in a hospital, just as George Floyd should have been in a rehab, because if they had been, this would have never happened. So you've got them suing. They're, what are they going to get out, out of Penny? They're going to get maybe maybe a, a judgment against them for so many millions of dollars. It's the same sad story year in, year out. 
poor victim out, poor victim African American guy at the hands of someone else. But but the reality of it, reality of it is, if they could demonstrate that Penny by his hold around the guy's neck, guaranteed, undisputably caused the death of Neely, he has to serve some time under the criminal statute. It could be easily argued down because it's his first offense. He can get down to a third-degree manslaughter and probably serve about 10, 12 months in jail. Because, Rita, in all truth, I hate to say this, this is what, what this country has come down to. If this man does not get sentenced, it's going to add so much rocket fuel to the, 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 the black movement, the BLM and the and Antifa. It, 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 I'm not saying that he should go to jail because of them, but he has to go at least. And for the first time, I hate to say it, Alvin Bragg is doing the right thing by hitting him with the manslaughter charge if it can be proven at trial. And you know what? I, and I know you've said this, Phil. I totally disagree uh, because I feel like you can't give in to mob rule. And and I hear where you're coming from. Um, but if somebody is indeed, and again, I wasn't on the subway, but from everything that I have heard um, and from these neutral eyewitnesses, and I think, by the way, I think these 911 calls are also going to be really, really pivotal because I think the 911 calls will reveal um, if they do show as and to be consistent with the witnesses that, you know, Neely was threatening, he was saying this, he was saying that. Um, I think, first of all, he should go before the grand jury. I think it would be helpful to his case. That's one. And two, um, I don't think he should serve any time if it turns out that he was defending other people and if people were in fear for their life and had a justifiable reason to be afraid for their lives. Um, that is, if you are defending other people and doing it because that person could snap in a second and was giving indications they were about to snap, um, it's a tragedy. There is no doubt what happened to Jordan Neely. It is a tragedy. Um, but to have somebody responsible to appease the mob, that is not the reason. But but I hear where you're going. I don't agree with it, Phil. Um, but thank you very, very much, Phil. And I always love your calls. I always appreciate them so much. And and if you listen to people like, by the way, Al Sharpton, Al Sharpton makes it sound like Jordan Neely was doing nothing wrong. Remember what Al Sharpton said at the funeral? Listen to this one. When I first got the call about Jordan and later talked with Johnny Green, who is pastor here, and Johnny Green told me of how Jordan's mother was killed. And her funeral was right here. And Jordan sat right there and watched his mother funeralized, who'd been chopped up. And he'd never been the same. Jordan was not annoying someone on the train. Jordan was screaming for help. We keep criminalizing people with mental illness. People keep criminalizing people that need help. They don't need abuse. They need help. Jordan was not annoying someone on the train. That was who you just heard from Al Sharpton. That's what he said at the eulogy. Your reaction after the break. The Rita Cosby Show.
Well, I'm not the only one who thinks it might be a very good idea for Maureen Daniel Penny to testify before the grand jury if it's a jury of his peers. Listen to what former federal prosecutor Doug Burns has to say. The downside normally, as I said, is you get caught, you know, lying, not telling the truth, and then it comes back to haunt you at a trial where they can use uh, your words against you. But here again, it's crystal clear, which is I did everything you saw on the video, everything everybody's saying. I did it all. However, I was completely and totally justified because the guy was screaming, I'm going to kill a mother effer. I don't care if I go to jail. And that presented a threat of deadly bodily force. And that's why I did what he did. So where do you see that case headed? And Al Sharpton saying, Jordan wasn't bothering anybody on the train. Just when you say I'm going to kill a mother blank, that's not a threat. What are you kidding me? 833-969-4447. Let's go to TJ in New Hampshire, line two. TJ, your thoughts about all this? Oh, well, uh that's... Honestly, because he's a Marine, he honestly understands the uh, use of and the escalation of force. And if that kind of statement's being made and that escalation of how he's doing his job is, you know, dictating how he's going to react, that's totally justified, 100%. And so I just wanted to add as well, uh, like, with your idea about, you know, them trying to change the military and turning, you know, women into combat roles when they shouldn't be, it's honestly hurting more more units and more cohesiveness when there's people in special operations that are capable of doing those jobs. Like me, myself, I was a force recon marine. And if we had women inside of our units, we would be far less capable. And that's not to say that they're not capable, but we would be far less lethal if that was the case. You know what? And, TJ, you hit it on the head because that is the most important thing um, is to be uh, the best damn fighting force out there. That is the key. Um, and, by the way, thank you also so much for your service um, and, and your great dedication to this country. But you're right. You just have to be laser-focused on the mission at ham. It is mission-oriented, and that's the only thing that matters. Um, And I 1,000% agree with you, and you know it because you lived it. Uh, TJ, thank you. Let's go to Andrew, line one. Andrew, your thoughts. Yes, um, my wife reads the Thailand news where she's from, and they have stories about the ridiculous shoplifting and, uh, you know, that you could steal up to if it's under 1,000. So, like, they're stunned that um, these are the Laws plus. Oh wait, so they're they're reading what's going on in America, in other words, and they're going, "What's going on with America?" Right, and then, and I think too, immigrants that want to open business are less likely to go to New York or San Francisco. That's and a had to- that's a great point because you're right; they're so turned off by what's going on. Great, great points, uh, Paul. Two seconds, real quick. Line three, Paul. Your thoughts about the military on Memorial Day? Yes, I just want to say what the military lacks now is great leaders. I heard what you said. We need great leaders 1,000%. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network.